Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You need to stop being so hard on yourself. At Beachbody, we want you to judge yourself less and love yourself more. Find the workouts you love to do and the healthy foods you love to eat. Because when you love the way your workouts and food make you feel, you feel happy. You feel supported. That's called self-love. And it's awesome. Let Beachbody help you. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Welcome back into another edition of The Kickabout here on The Blue Room. I'm your host, Rob Vera, joined by my co-host, as always, Mark Mosey. And this week, sitting in the, I don't know, Mark, is it sort of like a gilded chair, a cherished chair, a an honored chair, whatever, the third seat, if you will? We're out what we're calling ourselves on the show itself in its new sort of regenerated form. And now we've got to mold guest chairs into specifically everything. And I'm an American, so I'm always thinking about money. Everything is a sponsorship <laughs> opportunity at some point. I feel like we need yeah. to, you know, like Everton's always becoming like, this is the official camera security provider of Everton or whatever, you know, like I, I want... I want our the kickabout third seat to have some kind of uh, sponsorship name, like the kickabout third chair sponsored by Skittles or something like that. <laughs> I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, if you can hear that sweet angelic laughter in the background, then you may suspect that that is our very own Hannah Farrell. Hannah, how are you doing today? How does it I'm- feel to be sitting in the gilded, honored Skittles uh, kickabout third chair today? It feels, it's a great honour, but if anything, I've never heard my laugh described as sweet and angelic. It's always been loud and a cackle, so I will take that. <laughs> Maybe it's a difference in the accents or something. I don't know, but I think it's lovely. What was that, Mark? Go ahead. I honestly thought you were talking about me when you said sweet and angelic. It was make more sense than it being me. <laughs> Look, Mark. A compliment for the guest is not a detraction from you, okay, buddy? You know, you know you're the love of my life, so don't worry about it. It's all right. Hey, right. I'm interrupting now. No. <laughs> it's no. like the third wheelchair. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are you are definitely not the third third wheelchair. That sounds somehow that seems kind of uh that seems kind of offensive somehow. So we're just gonna gloss past that remark. Um no, I'm just kidding, Hannah. Um, so, uh, look, today, guys, I know that Kickabout, I, I, I always have made it a, a almost a, a sort of pillar of the, of the program to flaunt what I call the Matt Jones 60-minute rule. But today, we are going to do, because Mark has got to get off uh, here pretty early for something, uh, we're going to do a hard 60 today, okay? We're going to do a hard 60. In fact, right there, Mark, that's the title of the show, The Hard 60. So we've already got that out of the way. We don't even have to waste time thinking about that. Um, yeah, Matt Jones has already informed me, by the way, that um, he is going to get our show up on the on the feed tonight. So, I mean, that's even more incentive for us to 
really make our way through this in in a less than in a, in a more timely fashion than we we often do. So um, look, I you guys know how against having a formal agenda I normally am, but I did. I did think of something that I did want to ask uh, you to start, Mark, and we can kind of just go from there. Um, I am interested in coming back to the UK at some point, despite all evidence to the contrary of Everton and, you know, just the weather and the food. I am still excited about coming back to the UK and seeing all of my friends, uh, most, most especially you guys, of course. Meeting me in the flesh? Finally meeting Hannah in the flesh, seeing all what? less than five feet of her. Yes, I. Or how yes. <laughs> we've, honestly, Mark, we ought to do. Yeah, we should. In fact, I've met everyone, but I haven't met Hannah in person. I haven't met Kate in person. Oh, I haven't um, met that's, that's quite weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange. Well, we're going to rectify all, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, when I come over next time, we're going to party. But that's my question. And Mark, since you are uh, a a I don't know healthcare professional, healthcare adjacent, whatever you want to refer to it as, <laughs> I have a question about getting back into the UK because I saw this week this and this sort of corresponded with the announcements about um, the NFL games that they're going to play in London. Uh, that they just announced today. Uh, and I was reading some article that said, you know, one of the issues for potentially for American fans who might want to travel for this would be the kind of stringent rules that the UK is, is issuing around admission back into, uh, into England after everything that's gone on. Mm-hmm. Hey, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I told you guys, my wife, would be here to deliver me food she is a saint so thank you hi, hi there you go she exists <laughs> i know she really exists i told you um so my here's my question to get back onto the point uh beyond my wife not being fictional um mark explain to me the situation around re uh, around foreign visitors coming because it made it sound like not only do you have to get tested before you come which is fine you have to get tested while you're there possibly twice while you're there and you have to quarantine immediately for 10 days upon arrival. And I'm sort of like, what's the point of a vacation that wasn't going to probably last 10 days anyway, if I have to be quarantined the whole time and I'm vaccinated. So like, I just feel kind of like I can only come over if we're going to have a house party that lasts for 10 days guys. So I, I don't know what to do. So tell me Mark, how I can come back over to visit you at some point. Give me some hope. And you need to stay outdoors during all moments of the house party, if that's all right. <laughs> stay at the bottom yeah. of the garden, that'd be great. Um, not, but, a Mo- not a Moise Keen special or anything <laughs> like that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> when, are those, when are those NFL games meant to be? Um, they're in late October. Um, and again, I'm not necessarily coming for the NFL game. It's just that that's what... Um, sort of triggered the, the this concern I had because yeah. I've been looking at my calendar. I, what I always do is wait for the fixture list for the Premier League to come out so I can come over and see a game at Goodison uh, with you guys. But I, I, I'm a little afraid that I might not be able to come back until 2022, and and it just breaks my heart because I've I've already been gone for so long. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think? If if you are not coming from our sort of magical list of safe and green countries that we've that we've come up with this week then we are prepared to treat you like a contagious leper um, <laughs> at the moment if anyone dared even think about coming into this country from america then as you rightly said they would be sectioned off for a healthy spell of their lives in mm. 1800 pound a week hotel i think it is um <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, at the moment it's incredibly difficult. But I mean, considering it doesn't look as though there's going to be any sort of exceptions for um, sporting teams, for example, because right. obviously we've had so much this week in terms of where the Champions League will be held. Uh, I think it's been announced in the last half hour that that will be in in Portugal, um, which is probably the one country at the moment that. Brits can really look at as being a, a leisure tourist destination, uh, and as such, obviously Portuguese people will be will be allowed to relatively freely come into into our country as well. As you said, it, 
so much of the the holiday process involves about forty seven swabs up your nose. Um, <laughs> about a week before you travel until about ten days after, I think. Um, I think that the pressure will definitely be on sort of our governments who become as lenient as the rest of the EU. Uh, I think we're already seeing now. Um, Portugal being the one sort of major tourist destination open to us. Um, but countries like Germany are being a lot more lenient with their rules. So a lot of their population are going to exactly the same sort of countries and they're kind of booking up all the all the hotels and all the accommodation. That surprised me because I always assumed Germany was, I don't know, something about Germany suggests that they would be even stricter about the rules. But Is they in lockdown I, again? Yeah, Are they yeah. Again? God, man. Since they brought the Bundesliga back before all the other leagues, I think we've seen them as this sort of new, cool, lenient European brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I'm, in, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm invincible now. I don't understand what the problem is. You know, like, don't they know how badly I need to see Yerry Mina play, or don't oh. they know how badly I need to? you know, get over there and, and go to Salt Dog Slims and just, you know, Jaegermeister myself into oblivion. Like, I I feel like there's got to be some exception. I'm an American, Mark. What will you apply to me? Surely, right? Pouring, pouring Jaegermeister into Rob was like, it's one of those things that it's fun the first time, but then the second time it's just not even cool. It's like, <laughs> it's like pouring diesel into a petrol car during your out, and it just... Oh man! Unfolding in front of you, it was amazing. But um, oh, yeah, the whole sort of the whole vaccination thing doesn't matter. Um, the, the the bizarre thing about the list. Wait, that, wait, wait! All I heard Mark say was the whole vaccination <laughs> thing doesn't matter. Breaking news: <laughs> anti-vaxxer Mark Mosey <laughs> telling us all to not worry about vaccination. I'm gonna song clip that and just play it around this entire. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it certainly doesn't matter in terms of sort of free entry into the country. Um, and Rob, I don't know if you've seen our sort of green list of countries that um, requires, requires less quarantine um, and, and relatively free movement between. But um, they they kind of controversially include Israel, um, which I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I, I know people who've been there for, for tourist purposes, but at the moment, it's probably not the <laughs> and greatest place to go um it's also got australia and new zealand on who um rightly so have absolutely no intention of ever letting us back into those countries ever again um <laughs> yeah letting their own population out because they're, they're of course being being incredibly cautious and have been all the way through the the entire process but um in answer to your question rob you, you'd like to think that with the whole vaccination program getting ever quicker that I don't know, late summer, August, September, October, you'd like to think that that certainly you get yeah. the, the kind of US-UK link will be one that both countries are incredibly keen to open up for, for so many reasons and, right. and so many of them will be commercial and, and sport and as you mentioned. But um, I, I, to go back to an earlier point, there, there will be no leeways for, for sort of sport and occasions, but you'd like to think by the time the NFL starts, starts coming back around in September that – we're, we're a few months down the line in, in the more positive sense. But I think with anything, it's just incredibly hard to predict, uh, which yeah. is it's so frustrating for so many people. Well, and, and the challenge, as you guys know, is just the logistics involved of travel when you are coming from that far away and you're trying to figure out everything from making sure that um, you know, all of your documentation is is good, that you got to get your COVID test scheduled and all these things, which, you know, again, I'm willing to do. I just, I'm just sort of like, I, I don't know. You guys have heard me already talk about this ad, ad, ad nauseum. I'm so antsy to travel at this point. I yeah. just got to get out of here. I mean, I've, I've been to Pittsburgh, visited my brother. It was awesome. What a great city. Uh, I'm going to California for vacation in August, which I'm looking forward to. But I really like I've just got this itch to get out of the country. Uh, almost yeah. just I'm make getting, sure the rest of the world's still there. Next week's my Where first time getting out of Liverpool for a year, even just out of wow. Liverpool. I don't only go to London for work. I'm going for work, okay. but yeah. even that, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited! I've been trapped here, so I haven't left Liverpool since last February. 
What now? Why have you not left Hannah? I'm curious about that. I, I know you guys have a more stringent lockdown, but like you just is it just because you haven't? Did, did they keep people from even traveling within the country uh, to a large degree I, as well? No, you can you, from next Monday you can start having stays at other parts in the country, but we haven't been able to do that. And I went gather when there was rules and that for places I don't like. It's not worth it, yeah. but yeah, I get that because I am suffocated and need to get out of this shitty island. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fine listening to Rob talk about the... Going you know, to the, California. He sent me a photo of where he's going. In, oh, yeah. Uh, Rob, is it Mendocino? Am I, am I pronouncing that right? And, no, you got it. Mendocino, yeah. It's, oh, oh, uh, oh, so, Hannah, I got to send you a photo of this. It's so yeah. baller. Um, I've got the photo I'm now. not taking I'm, the complaints then. <laughs> just fucking picture paradise and Rob's going there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no, that'll be great in August for sure. It's just I'm ready to plan my next trip over to England. But yes, I know I'm going to Hannah, I'm going to send you this photo. I can't wait to, to show you what it looks like. But it's going to no, make me feel like, really hairs and thighs. <laughs> You know, I was reading one of those, uh, like, uh, was it Con like Condé Nast or whatever, those travel magazines, you know, that you get and it just usually you read through it and it pisses you off. You're like, I'm never going to get to go to any of these places. And I casually mentioned it to one of our friends and then the ball sort of got rolling on, hey, like if we, if the six of us went and rented this place, we could afford it. And I had a bunch of unused airline miles. So I, you know, we just planned a trip. So I'm going to be out there for six days. It's Northern California and it's on the Pacific coast. Uh, like, like my backyard from at the place we're staying literally is, uh, a little bit of yard, every detail, a bit of yard you're chipping away a, more at my soul with everything. And a cliff, detail. and then the ocean right there. Is that, is that the, in the, in the photo that you've sent, Rob, is is that the place that you stay in? Yeah, that's literally the place I'm staying. Yes, that wasn't just the stock photo of actual, you know, like Mendocino. That's the, literally the place I'm staying. So. Uh, yeah, so now I feel awful about like I'm not trying to rub it in. It just it sort of worked out just that way. Came out that way. <laughs> you, know, you know, get get. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm sorry for my joy. I, I'll try not to share that ever again. I know who I'm talking to now. Um. Anyway, part of the reason I want to come over, guys, and this is what's called a transition, uh, is that I want to go to Goodison and I want to hear the uh, the Everton dads playing uh, uh. <laughs> and wine. Uh, it's all part of the the theater so i gotta ask you guys a question uh the, i i have grown i want to preface this by saying that i have grown um from a calvert lewin skeptic into a real calvert lewin fan uh now granted he's always been good looking uh and kind of charming in his own he's way, maturing as well he gets, maturing he gets better and, every week i find yeah, Hannah, and you know when I say maturing, I mean he scores goals now. So oh, I mean, it's like the fine wine, practice. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, as long as the goals are being scored, I I find him incredibly hotter by the minute. So <laughs> it's that's fine. But I loved his quote about <laughs> like I sometimes wonder how much or how little the players are actually paying attention to what's said about them on social media. They all say that they don't really pay attention, but you know they do just a little bit. And that comment he made, I guess it was to talk sport today about, you know, how he's, you know, about the season he's having. He's like, I'm not sure I've I've converted all of them, but I'm working on it. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing, converted all the Everton dads or whatever. I, I I found that to be hilarious because I don't know if I was one of those people. But again, I I never really had a problem with him. I just didn't like, you know, I just wanted him to score more goals. But, you know, the last two years have obviously been a lot better. So explain. So tell me, guys, is this whole Everton? The, the, the thing I always hear about is the Everton dads who are just basically, from what I can surmise, to be old, primarily older men who were around when Everton was actually super relevant on the European stage and winning titles. And therefore they are better than we are, I believe is, is the, the understanding I have of kind of their sense of logic. Now to me, this sounds like basically any set of old dudes uh, in any fan base, but is, is our group different somehow uh, than maybe the guys the same age who support you know, insert your own club here, maybe Leeds fans from, or Villa fans from that same, you know, from a, you know, somewhat similar time period or a different time period. What do you think? It's interesting that you mentioned Villa actually, because they, they won, they won a European cup, obviously in a, in a 
relatively similar time. But I don't know, there's an enormous dose of the we've seen things they'll never see mentality there because, yeah. I mean, fuck, how, how incredibly frustrating must it have been to watch Everton in the late 80s? Obviously see an, an eternal demise in the 90s and then live through the stuff that we've had to see for the last 20 years. I, I appreciate that it's it's incredibly frustrating, but, yeah, it's uh, Rob, I sit in the park end, um, so that, that level of, skepticism about our entire football club and every individual part of it will reign eternal. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has been the latest in a long line of sort of, not hate figures, but certainly people who've divided that stand far away from the other three. Um, and I'm sure this is this is something that, that happens in all areas of Goodison Park and, and for so many Evertonians. But yeah, Calvert-Lewin was, was obviously... I don't know. It's a difficult one, really, because I think some Everton players are kind of zeroed in on by the fan base relatively unfairly. Um, it, it's usually local players. Um, I, I think we can we can all think of examples of local players, certainly in recent years, who've kind of taken on the brunt of, of many fans' frustrations. Um, people like, I don't know, Leon Osman, Ross Barkley, people all come to mind as being particular easy to upset the fan base players sort of thing. But Tom Tom Davis has to be the king of that mountain doesn't he yeah, absolutely yeah but that has to the, I think with Calvert-Lewin I, I was certainly a skeptic about Calvert-Lewin and, and Rob I know that we've discussed this in the past before in that for, for a long time that lad didn't look like he was capable of, of doing the things that he's doing at, at the highest level um, I, I think it, it's fine to have had that opinion and it's fine to now embrace the change in both his run of form and the footballer that he is and your opinion of him. Um, I am certainly one of them and I, I will eternally say about any Everton player that I give any form of grief to that I am more than happy to eat humble pie and to be shown the other half of, of what that footballer can become. Um, Calvert-Lewin is, is the ultimate example of that in someone who will He'll take your criticism and and do the do the thing that every professional footballer should want to do with your criticism, and that's bang twenty goals in in, in the next season that that follows. And I don't think anyone, even the Everton dads at the moment, that the Calvin Lewin or the other two can can have any form of issue with, with his return this season. Um, but I think it's fair to say that the, the footballer that we have seen in the last eight months is a massive shock to, to all of us. But, I mean, if, if this is what surprise feels like, then I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Look, and, and really, I think what I've loved about Calvert-Lewin, Hannah, is, you know, you mentioned maturity and all of those things. But I also would say, too, it's sort of an assuredness, maybe, that comes with now he's he's backing himself by actually scoring goals and turning into one of the, you know, the best players of his position in the league. And, there is, I think he over here we might refer to it as swagger or something like that. But he just, he just seems, he seems very sure of himself in the way he conducts himself. And even if he's just sort of ribbing our, our fans a little bit, that's someone who's who's confident in his position. And I, I, I think sometimes that threatens uh, kind of the old school fans who want players to just shut up and play and be robots. And you know me, Hannah, I have advocated. I don't know how many times for Everton needing a squad that is more diverse and full of personalities and joy and laughter. And Calvert-Lewin seems like that guy. uh, And he seems really like that guy now that he's kind of coming into his own. Um, I have a question for you in regards to the, the whole Everton dads thing. First of all, is it just a man thing? Are there women of the same age who also are kind of gruff? Are there Everton Ma's as well? Or yeah, you know, I, I, I think don't there's know a what... few on Twitter. There's a few yeah. Everton Ma's knocking about, definitely. How can any woman not be into Calvert Lewin of any age? I mean, he's very, he's very handsome. Very, very valid points. But what you were saying there, I just think so true. That it's so nice actually seeing players who've got a personality on sides of the robotics of yeah. football, earning money, wearing designer clobber. That's it. It's actually nice. Even back to the other week when he put that in, pitching up out of custard creams as a shinies and stuff. Do you know what I mean? He's always wanting to sort of be in on the joke, even if he's sort of subjects in part of it you know what I mean 
But I think it's there's imp- like it's when you're saying it's like how much they actually tune into what we're all the shit that we're saying online. I think it's dead interesting because you only have to look back to the other week. Uh, this is throwing a really negative light on um, loads of our fans on Twitter, but Awobi when he put that picture up about Sutton, I can't remember the exact words he was saying. It was like always like don't know balling, trying something like that, and everybody very Everton dar ish replies ripping the absolute shit out of the lads, and he ends up deleting his posts and everything. So I think then things sort of like needs to be a bit of a wake up. Like they are very much in tune of what we're saying. Like Tom Davis um, has got his replies turned off on Instagram, his comments. So he mm. can't have anyone comment on his pictures. The person who we oh, say has been subject to the most local abuse in years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, like, it obviously does. So the fact that you've got someone like Don coming out and making a joke out of it, I suppose... There's a good attitude to come out against the type of thing. I don't know. I think mm. it's just a good front to come off, sort of, and sort of make a thing like we, everyone knows what we're like. We're such a harsh like fan base on our players. We are. We're known across the league for it. It's just the way we are. That's it. So I think it's mm. actually quite nice that he sort of understands our club and is basically coming out being part of the joke, but still saying like I'm still gonna keep trying to you know prove them, doing well for them, and that. So I don't know. I thought it was a nice little. I don't know, a nice little touch from him and it made him feel that little bit more in tune with us as well, even though if it's a negative way of being in tune with us, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. he understands. <laughs> Sometimes by acknowledging that the, you know, you call it what do you, whatever you want to call it, the, like the elephant in the room or just acknowledging that, you know, you guys are really uptight and I'm going to tell you that you're uptight and it's okay to, it's okay, let's just get it out there. And I think that, I think part of the reason that I, I want these players to have a little less of a tight leash when it comes to how they are allowed access to what, you know, different media. Like, I mean, I, I still, I know this is just a dream. It's so silly that the idea that we could ever get a player interview of a current player just seems like, you know, for the blue room mm-hmm. seems just like the most insane thing ever. But in terms of just social media, I, I I think it's good to see these guys' personalities. And I hate when a player is shouted down who's just trying to have some fun because let's let's be honest, guys, and not just the last year. I mean, I feel like everything gets viewed through the lens of COVID. But in general, the, the Premier League or, or, or really just the, the, the modern football season is a long-ass slog, guys. It is just – it's the shortest off season of any of of or closed season or whatever you want to call it of any of these sports and and it's a lot of physical play it's a lot of traveling it's a lot of practice it's a lot of just the same old same old all the time and i just even even if a player is not playing even if a player is not playing well i like even if a wobie is just showing something fun on his instagram let him be a human being my goodness like you'd be doing the same thing if you were were making decent money and all all these kinds of things he's not out there trying to taunt people but we take we 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 have this attitude and i'm sure this is probably sporting fans in general that if they're on quote our team that we have license to then um really have some slice of ownership of their personal life in terms of the way we regulate their joy um it's a weird it's a weird thing it's like well you're you're allowed to be happy today because you know we won and you played well but don't post something the uh, online where you're where you're eating a meal with someone uh after a loss or something like that or you're in a car that looks cooler than the one I've got after a loss because that's just going to remind me that you make money and you're not winning and uh, you know it's just I think everyone needs to lighten up a little bit, but I don't know. I, and, and maybe that's a question for both of you, because I think part of what I love about doing podcasts on the Blue Room and talking to people from there is trying to understand the the DNA of this of this fan base. I mean, I've, I've been following Everton for like 16, 17 years now. I think I get us in terms of how we operate as fans in our general, you know, worship of cynicism or, or or dark humor, gallows humor, whatever. But do you think this is all just kind of a matter of the fact that we haven't won in a, you know, won anything of substance in a while? Are we all, have, are we going to always be kind of this, I don't want to say miserable, but this kind of, 
ugh, you know, uptight about things that we shouldn't be uptight about. Is that just something that's very scouse? I mean, I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, I, don't Anna think, I don't think it's sort of very scouse. I do think it's very Everton centric. That, but I can only speak on. I don't know anything other than that. That is the Everton I've been raised in. I don't know anything more than yeah. that. Like, so that's my only standpoint. I don't think I could ever see that not being associated with our club. But I don't think it is in such a like. I know a lot of like we are known for being so hard on our own players and everything, but it, it it's just part of our personality. I think it's that scouse humour as well. And like yes, I've just been saying it's not like because I don't think this applies to Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool fans are as harsh that we are. I think if anything, they're a bit more um smothering than we are. I think it's very polar opposites mm. in that way. But I do think it might just be that actual scouse personality, actually, when I think about it, because we do rip you rip the shit onto your mates. You yeah. you were watching all these lads and everything. You invest so much time in them. I suppose it's kind of that thing. But there's levels where it goes too far. Like there was, it was a, you know what? Again, it was another away example the other week. It was after all the Super League stuff and everyone was tweeting all stuff like, "What should the punishment be?" And some blue tweeters, uh, the punishment should be one of them has to, one of the six clubs has to take Alex Awobi. And that got thousands of retweets and stuff. And I was like, imagine that poor lads like, like that coming uh, up on his feeds or something, his mates seeing it like that's like so destroying and embarrassing. And yeah. like, do you know what I mean? So I just feel like sometimes the is where you've got to separate it from like taking the piss onto your club a bit to like mm. actually like level it in on one person do you know what I mean and social media yeah. makes it easier it's fine if you're just not with your mates in the pub and that and you're ripping the shit but when you put it out and all that it must be because yeah. players now have to see all that whereas years ago they know it was going on they know everybody was ripping the shit out of them after a bad performance yeah. but they didn't get back to them a few people would say it in the paper very few yeah. pundits because not many pundits existed up until 10 years ago but now it's every pundit every paper and then every fan or every person with Sky or BT is then doing it so it must be like Mm-hmm. tough I think it must be like in a fishbowl yeah. like I get why so many players don't have any social media at all because it must be yeah. horrific you've either got to do like what Richarlison and Dom do and play up to it Richarlison's brilliant in that he, yeah. I think he'd fight anybody on social media yeah. and just not give <laughs> any cause about it at all but um, so you've either got to play up to it like that or like Raheem Sterling's done the same as well there's players who do just take it in the strides and are just sort of like okay whatever type of thing, but for others, it must just be really suffocating. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and Mark, I, I want your thoughts too, but, you know, Hannah seems to suggest that com- maybe compared to other fan bases that we're actually a little bit harsher than than most of them maybe. Uh, Hannah, is that a fair characterization of, of kind of – that we may be a little harsher as a, well, as a I think family. that's because we've had to take so much for years do you know what I mean and again it's like when yeah. something repeatedly happens to you you laugh it off if you don't laugh you'll cry so we've just adopted that attitude into supporting a club basically if that makes sense yeah no that, that does make sense I I guess what I wonder is is the sum total of this and Mark I, I'm curious to see your thoughts about this but does does any of this move the needle in regards to uh, the attractiveness of Everton as a potential destination for a player? Now, for, for, for a moment, let's just kind of forget that obviously part of being an attractive place is how much money you're offering and, you know, obviously your history and where you're located and, and being in competitions like your Europe and Champions League. What You know, I, I understand that there are a lot of factors, but... I, I do wonder, like I sometimes wonder, and this is totally not based on anything other than just speculation, but I always wondered if if once Romelu, uh, once uh, Lukaku left the club, every time I try to say Romelu, I always end up having a tongue twister moment. But whenever Lukaku left the club, I, I've always wondered, what did he say about Everton to other players in terms of not the way the club was, because I think the club treats its players well, but I just mean like, you know, he, he definitely got into it with the fans at times. And, and uh, you know, even after he left, I, I think that a lot of that stuff kind of time heals all wounds and whatever, but I wonder, do we, based on some of the stuff Hannah's talking about and kind of these social media interactions, like, do we have a 
bad reputation that's a net negative in regards to like players turned off by the kind of stereotype of what Everton fans are like versus say if they had to choose between us and a, a Villa or a Wolves or a, you know what have you I, I, I just don't know the answer uh, and I don't know if it, if it matters at all maybe I'm just completely imagining that. For, for players like Lukaku I mean you can imagine with the, the level of inner confidence that he seems to have whenever you hear him sort of talk or or watch him on a football pitch. He must have just thought you also a bunch of idiots because if we were giving him any form of grief and if, if the last few years, in particular this year at Inter Milan, have shown us anything is that he, he clearly had so much to offer and for any of them fan now to, to retrospectively say that he was not a wonderful player for this football club, then it, it, it basically doesn't even need talking about. But I don't know, do you reckon John Stone sits in the Man City dressing room and says, you won't believe it, lads, they were they were really annoyed at me when I did a Cruyff turn in the six-yard box? And that, I'll never understand. I was just about to bring up another fun park-end moment with John Stone, yeah. But uh, I don't know, It's um, does it affect the mentality of players coming I would say absolutely not, um, and primarily because of all the reasons you've just mentioned, Rob, and the big one is cash. Um, the, the second one is what Everton can offer to, to prospective players, and that is, we hope, a, a brighter future, um, performing at, yes, the, the right end of the Premier League, but, of course, certainly a, a long way to go. But, I don't know, footballers just don't have that connectivity with fans and clubs generally anymore so I think that that counts for existing players and it counts for prospective new players as well and I think someone like Hammers coming in is probably how football transfers generally look at the moment is that everything is based on his quality we do everything financially possible and certainly from a footballing point of view to get him in do we really talk about him integrating into the the club or the city or you know, has he got any friends and family over here? Does he interact with the club's fans? For a large extent, most football fans now don't really consider any of those things. All we really care about is why is this lad not fit to play every single ninety minutes for us? And and that that's how we that's how we look at most footballers, to be honest. And I mean, to go back to to go back to some of the things you mentioned about people like Awobi and, and social media in general. Um, I, we don't want to go, have to go down the line where we say that footballers can't or shouldn't have some form of social media presence. Um, I, I must admit, if, if I was a, a sportsman in at any sort of higher level, I, there's absolutely no way that I would be on any form of social media. And, and for, for all of the kind of strength of character that I like to think I have, I think that it, it, there must become a point where five or 10,000 people in amongst even 200,000 people have a negative view of something that you've said or done on a football pitch. And that will, that will ultimately get to you. Um, the, these players are in su- such a strange place in society whereby they are isolated in so many ways. Um, and when we talk about so many of these players, I mean, I we're all now older than most of the football players that we like to kind of scrutinize in well, so, not Hannah not little meet me Dom Tom Ben all the same age it's all good <laughs> When you get to your Did you hear at that time, that was her angelic laughter, laughing, laughing at how old we are, Mark. So. <laughs> it does feel a bit weird at a point scrutinizing lads who are like 10 years younger than you for not being a hundred yeah. times better than you at something. Uh, that, that is a little yeah. bit weird. But I think the, the, the social media arguments in terms of how people interact with, with footballers, uh, I mean, we, we could go, we could talk long and hard about kind of what's happened certainly in, in this country, Rob, in the last couple of weeks in terms of all football clubs kind of shutting off their, their social media for a weekend um, un, until we bring some form of accountability into that area of life, then social media will continue to be not an extension of yourself, but just an alter ego. Uh, and, and it's it's a, a platform that gives people freedom to unfortunately say whatever they want. And I say, unfortunately, it's it's a great thing a lot of the times. And, and we've all seen how how powerful online tools can be. But I think when, when you speak about doing podcasts, for example, this is basically an extension of your personality. And 
certainly visually and audibly, audibly, you put yourself out there in terms of audioly. I like audioly. Actually, That's kind <laughs> I of might cool. change my degree to in audioly. <laughs> Everyone knows it's you. Everyone knows your your personality and your character, and you don't sort of portray yourself to be anything else. Um, in, t- in terms of p- someone like Calvert Lewin, I think. It- oh, but Mark, that's because when it comes to social media, I actually put my actual name in my face yeah, well, on there because I'm not really if whatever I'm going to say, and really as as caustic as I can sometimes be on here. Like, I really don't. I really don't get into a ton of fights on social media. I really don't like. I can't. There's nothing that it's on. I always look at it this way, like. Is there anything I'm posting on social media that would get me at trouble, get me in trouble at work, or get my wife in trouble with her yeah. job because it's by association or something? And I really don't. I mean, if anything, people are just going to read my tweets and be like, "This guy has this guy is like a nerd uh, for for <laughs> the English Premier League, and he lives in Oklahoma." I just, you know, none of my friends in Oklahoma care about that, or they're going to think he has a really <laughs> creepy obsession for like young Latin uh, athletes. Uh, it's just, you know, that. that <laughs> I really want to know what's going on. I was scared. I was scared. Well, well, (laughs) very funny. But the the point is, is that that's one of the bigger issues, too, with social media is that how much of these comments, and that's what these clubs and these players are at least, you know, I don't know how much going off social media for a few days really meant for anything. But I think the biggest problem is all these anonymous accounts where you can just say whatever you want without consequences and it's the lack of consequences and it's a lack of accountability and you can't have accountability without, you know, actual identity. And then that becomes a question of, aren't you allowed to be anonymous online? Well, yes, you are until you cross certain lines. And I just feel like if more people, if more people communicated on social media with the idea of, of saying to themselves, would I say this to a person who was standing right in front of me? Mm. And the answer is ninety five percent of the time you just you probably wouldn't. So don't, yeah, everybody you know? who's tweeting all this shit to players wouldn't dare say it to their faces. Ninety five percent of them would not. They would go right, mate, and that would be well, it. <laughs> the reason that it's a bit different and it, it feels different with people like Carvert Lewin is that he's just so, he's so relatable in so many ways, isn't it? And and don't get me wrong, he's a, he's an incredibly young and handsome millionaire, so he's not relatable to to me in any way. But yeah, <laughs> thanks, Rob. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're youngish, you're and, and you're just not you know you're not a millionaire. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> don't don't get, don't get mad at the messenger, dude. I'm sorry. Look in the mirror. Make more money. <laughs> be good at be good at football, Mark. Score goals, then, then you can complain. All right. <laughs> oh, well, I am going to hurt you when you come over here. I love you, buddy. But the, the, the difference with Calvert Lewin is that you, you do get that sort of affinity between fans and players. And it's kind of, it, it's very hard to put your finger on it. But and then every now and again, when he kind of looks over at the fan base during games or at the end of games, there is that kind of feeling that he, he does get it. Um, he understands whatever motion we are portraying at the time. It was always really similar with Tim Cale as well in the whatever whatever point the game or the stadium was at at that particular moment, he seemed to be on the, on that exact same level. It, it's probably the reason why I think me and Matt have spoken about this on shows before and that it, it almost kind of meant more and it felt differently when Tim Cale scored because it, 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 it for to not to be overly cheesy, but it felt like one of the fans who was decent at footy getting on there and scoring. It, it was just a little bit different. Um, it's interesting when you say about Tom Davis's comments. I think he's he's essentially building up a pressure cooker by not letting people have any form of online say about him. So that yeah, no. the only, if the only people <laughs> who he brilliant. follows can comments have noticed. Everyone yeah. puts them down during the week and then takes the little pad to go and then just goes mental at him from minute one. <laughs> Tom doesn't deserve any stick after the weekends. Tom's in good books. Tom deserves praise. I will fight people. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, I think that's the interesting thing too, is that what I've discovered in terms of the relationship with players and, and fans, especially online, is that it can be a good thing, Mark, like you say, but it, there's this weird dynamic that also gets created with social media where 
we not only have our tribal factions when it comes to our clubs, but we have these weird tribal factions when it comes to certain players too. And I'm certainly guilty of that. I, I know that, but I mean, I can tell you amongst the blue room crew, you know, like if let's just say I had to answer the question hypothetically of which players poster would be on the ceiling above this blue room host's head. And I could probably answer it pretty much for all of you. I know you all well enough. I know how thirsty and creepy you are. I mean, with, with Kate, the problem is, is she just have a picture of half the squad probably just, you know, right above her bed, I think. But, you know, me, me it's Yeri Mina. Um, for Matt, it's clearly Calvert-Lewin. And in fact, I, I do think that, you know, Matt's probably going to be in therapy at some point. <laughs> Probably, but, um, but you know, like Laura, Laura is big into Seamus Coleman. Like, like we all have these like weird factions. And then what's funny is then how we then that sometimes is exacerbated by, and it's not good. And I know I'm, I can be guilty of it too, where when you are feeling tribal about the player you love, conversely, you end up kind of feeling a bit of uh, sometimes a little harsher towards a player who's maybe competing for that spot or you don't like them or whatever. Now the difference for me is that like, you know, I look like I'll take me for an example. I love Yeri Mina, but I'm not gonna, I know. Right. But I'm not going to go, but I'm not going to go on Mason Holgate's Instagram and just start shit talking him either. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I mean, but, but some people do like some people are really driven by their fandom, whether it's of the club or of certain players to then lash out at other players and then lash out at other people when inevitably the whole conflict comes around because all it takes is for the right person to say the wrong thing on social media about a player. And then it, it just becomes like a, a proxy war of no, he's right. No, he's wrong. And then everyone goes from being a simple argument to being something really ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hannah, go ahead. I just said all of Rashadis in a reply with his tongue out. Not oh, parent. <laughs> I'd give anything for Rashadison to give me a tongue out reply. I mean, that would just make my whole day. So um, 40, 43 minutes and three seconds was the Yeri Mina mention. Oh, good, good. I feel like there was one earlier on. No, I think there might have been one earlier. There was one earlier like on. <laughs> I wear my I wear my fandom on my account. Uh, you know, like everyone knows, everyone knows how I feel. Everyone knows that you know. Hey, and if if somehow Yeri Mina gets sold this summer, then that'll finally give me the escape hatch that I've been looking for to get away from Everton finally <laughs> all the time. So no, I'm I'm sixty percent kidding. Um, so yeah, like I, I I think that that dynamic is is just so weird, and and I don't know. <clears throat> I think a lot of it is not unique to us, but I do think that. It'll be interesting after a year of not being at Goodison yeah. to see how all this kind of built up angst and just uh, to your point, Mark, all those people who Tom Davis has shut out of replying to him on social media uh, with his with his uh, access controls. They're going to be at Goodison ready, you know, out for blood, I'm sure. So, <laughs> uh, Rob, I, I want to make a really, really clever segue. Uh, yeah, work for. Oh, I love clever segues. I like when we call them out. When we say, "Hey, here's a transition. Here's a segue." I think it's instructive. I mean, Hannah, you're a pro. You get it. But we're we're amateurs. Top speed. <laughs> yeah. I think a, Go for it. Mark. I don't think a clever segue has ever been made without it being pre-announced. Um, but every presenter in- I've ever worked with in my job, if they've made one, you know about it. I'm just going to put it out there. Right. It's a bunch of prize. Hannah, it's male ego out of control. <laughs> yeah. That's all it's true. True, no woman that I've ever worked with done it. Actually, no. that's so true. No. <laughs> just get on with it. I get it. <laughs> well, that's, why we're, that's why they're the fairer sex. That's why. That's why that expression exists. So, all right, go ahead, Mark. Segue me to uh, into a uh, scroll through sport and news while we're on the the subject of sort of affinity between fans and players. Did anyone see the um, the Ajax news today that they've done with their Eredivisie trophy? So, if I scroll through here. So, they won the Dutch League last week. Uh, obviously, as per, presented with their, their trophy last week. I think there was a few videos online about them sort of celebrating with fans outside the stadium and things. Yeah. But oh, I the, saw them, yeah. Today, they've actually melted down their trophy. And all 42,000 of the club's season ticket holders will receive a star weighing three and a half grams 
0.06 grams of which has come from the trophy awarded to Ajax for their 35th top flight title success. I mean, wow, that is so badass. Yeah, that's but imagine that having insane. that forever in a little box. Oh, I think that's incredible. Imagine winning that many trophies that you can just melt them at once. I was going to say, this is the type of move that a club that essentially operates in their own form of the Scottish Premier League, and there's only one or two teams that ever win, can pull this kind of shit off. I mean, but having said that, that is quite a bit to to go through. And you know that that, that that's not coming cheap. I'm sure that that costs money yeah, to go through Yeah, but still a gesture and a half, that, definitely. That is... Especially after a pandemic season, what a nice way to uh, yeah. you know to say thank you to your fans and, and your, your to your supporters. I think that's incredible. Um, can you imagine what we would? Well, like first of all, if we want if we, when we win a trophy, if we ever win a trophy again, I, I just can't imagine that. I mean. I don't know how many trophies we'd have to win before we'd be we'd be doing something like that. <laughs> I just can't even imagine. That's a good point, actually, because, uh, I mean, the, the other thing that obviously happened this week is Man City won the Premier League, and, and they got loads of grief online for their celebrations being a little bit kind of, we've been here and done this before. Um, so yeah. I don't know, how, how long would it take for us to just get really bored winning trophies? I'd like to find out. <laughs> I know. I mean, I can't be... have, you're forgiving it a try. Like, <laughs> you know, that's interesting because, like, one, I want to separate this discussion into that's an incredible gesture. Like, yeah. is you can be yeah. cynical about it and you can say, well, it's Ajax and it's, you know, it's the Dutch League and they, you know, it's, it's two teams that probably win everything. But... I think that's an incredible gesture, uh, especially given how tough it's been for their for their supporters all season. Um, uh, for all all supporters, probably. Um, but I can't imagine. <laughs> just can't. I, I think that for um, you know what, Mark. I'm just. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. I just totally lost my my train of thought there. I had something good, and it just oh. it just totally went away. Before you froze. <laughs> No, I, I thought I did. I had like, you know, I had that moment in my head where I just totally froze. No, it was a good gesture, but there's a butt in there. And I feel like it was going to go somewhere really cool, too. I just, I totally lost it. Yeah, but oh, celebrating like you've been there, bro. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So City, City, look, they. I, I would like to get bored enough with winning titles, but like, I also conversely wonder if that means, you know, there's all the jokes about what will happen when we actually if we ever actually win a title, I, I don't know. Will the city burn itself to the ground or <laughs> what, what, like, and what kind of trophy would it take? Like, even, I feel like even if we just won the Carabao cup yeah. that people yeah. would freak out. I like out. the way you say the Carabao. <laughs> Carabao. Carabao. How, how do you say it? Cara- Carabao. <laughs> Milk cup. Yeah. Let's go to the original title. If I if I can get get away from that that original point for just a second on WhatsApp this morning, I was in one of my groups. Um, it was like the NFL group that I'm in with a bunch of you know our Blue Room uh, compatriots. Yeah. And at some point, and I don't know why, but one of them just they they just said, "Hey, we should get Rob to say these words," and they started putting Welsh words in there, <laughs> like with no, no vowels and like weird Scottish t- small towns and stuff like that. And so, oh man, drag a few of them up. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, well, Carab- apparently Carabao has made Caribou. How do you how do you say it, Hannah? Caribou. Caribou, surely not. Yes, surely it's, it's not the Caribou. Caribou Corp. Caribou, right. Mark. I need. I need. You're putting too much caribou? emphasis on the boo. There's no like boo. It's just the caribou, caribou. is C A R I B O U, and it's like an animal. Okay, like a caribou. That's what it's meant to caribou. be. <laughs> but it's spelled like B A O, right? I've, I've got really distracted here, so I'm I'm currently just messaging Rob. Um, we're all place names for him to pronounce. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we can do that now. I don't care. That's totally fine. Let's right. see what we got. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Okay. Um, Thursaston? 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 Oh, this is my new favorite thing in life. <laughs> How do you pronounce Thursaston? Thursaston? No, I don't know. How do you say it? <laughs> oh, this is great. No, how do you actually say it? Hansel the show. So, Thursaston. <laughs> 
Come on, number two. Okay, how do you say the? But how do you say it? That's the first one. Thurstison, I got it. Thurstison, Thurstison. Okay, the next one. Uh, Thornton Howe. Thornton. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thornton. And then Bo- Brom Bromboro. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, for the first time. Yeah. Okay, Bromboro. Well, it's like West Brom. West Bromwich. Bromwich, um, Bromwich or Bromwich? My entire week is going to be finding these, Rob. <laughs> you, you know how much I got made fun of? I think, Mark, you may have been on that pod. Hannah, this is a while back, but I pronounced uh, Norwich the wrong way, and they flipped the fuck out, okay? <laughs> because there is a W in that word, and I said Norwich like sandwich, and they all just... I no, mean, but the English language, I've actually been reading articles on this the other day. Like, it, 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 everything is fair, all your points are valid, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> dude, the English language is ridiculous. And when you, get on, when you get on a person from another country who only speaks broken English and, like, two other languages when you just speak English and, and they don't get all these weird nuances, then, you know, you're, you're a terrible person because these words are ridiculous. I'm still I'm still mesmerized by, by Thurstason. It sounds like you're saying like a medication name or something. I know, dude. I feel, it feels like I'm I feels like I'm on medication. In fact, I think people who are listening to this pod today are gonna be like, boy, Rob is stoned out of his mind. And I'm not. It's like lunch lunch hour during a work day. I just I can't say these words. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. We actually, Hannah, did you um I didn't I didn't tell anybody this. I'm going to tell you and no one's going to hear this, but yeah. I may have, um, Mark and I did uh, a late night um, kick about last week. I don't know if you listen to kick about last week. You keep saying things and pause and like yeah. allowing the Mark, imagination to wonder. Well, yeah, you know, that's all Latin late night pod. That's all part of the, part of the mystical journey here. Um, but no, like last week, Mark couldn't record until, what was it, like 10 o'clock your time? Yeah, yeah. I think so really late. And for me, it was like four o'clock. And so um, I'm always I'm always jealous when I get to do kick about with you guys and your drink, like especially if we do like a, a an evening show where you guys are drinking. Like I'm actually Mark's at work still. Hannah, you're not drinking, which is you know, I've been up since play. 5 a.m. Um, oh. And I'm back in doing that tomorrow. So, yeah. yeah. OK, so you're basically <laughs> in a weird dream state well, anyway. Right now. <laughs> In the blue room, by the way, you have to have a reason for not drinking ale during the party. Yeah. What is the valid reason for this? I'm telling you, before I come over to, to the UK, I always have to like, you know, give my give my liver a break for like three weeks just to prepare. Um, but no, uh, I decided I was going to be under the influence for an entire show. And after we got off recording, I was just thinking to myself, A, I don't really remember anything we talked about. And I'm glad Mark wrote all this stuff down. And B, I don't know how exactly how um, I will just say under legal medication I sounded. Uh, but, Fine, yeah, I was surprised. Okay, all right. Well, go back and listen, Hannah, if you get a chance, and you tell me tell me if I sounded okay. Or I, mean, I have listened, and I just didn't feel like I'm getting that vibe. Like okay. you're calling my collectors. All right, maybe I maybe I pulled it off. That's good, to know. That's good to know. And I'll use that as an argument later. Like, honey, it's okay. I can totally do this while I'm stoned. It's fine. You know, like I, I think I can because I, I did the blue room once, and they all said I sounded great. So I don't want to hear it from you. Um, you know. But no. Um, so anyway, what? So they made. So tell me one more time, Mark. Ajax made these little gold. What are what? What are the shape of these things? Are they like bullets? Like no, no, literally a star. Like like tiny little stars. Of a, three and a half grams, and at 0.06 grams had actually come from the trophy. Yeah. So who's? Wow. I think I'm pretty sure the trophy is like a plate shape. So who has managed to wow. kind of okay. melt this down and then divide it into forty-two thousand different pieces is crazy but yeah it, it did get me thinking what it would be like um to answer your question in terms of would it would it be dependent on the caliber of trophy um since 1995 i can tell you absolutely not um 
Uh, I'm, if we win the Farmers Cup, if we get to the Farmers Cup final, I love that we call it Farmers mm-hmm. Cup. By the way, thank you, Mike Diaz. Um, I I will be over there for the final in Belgrade or wherever we have to play it. I don't even care. I'll find a way into like some Ukrainian war zone to watch the, the <laughs> Everton play Shakhtar Donetsk or whatever for the uh, Farmers League t- uh, title. I think that'll be great. Oh. Hey, this actually does bring up a good question that I think will close us out in these last few minutes too. Mm-hmm you know, get to our hard 60. Um, you mentioned that they have a trophy that's m- like a plate. And so that reminds me of like the Wimbledon women's trophy. It's like a giant plate or the community, sh- in the community shield, the yeah. big plate or yeah, yeah. my Yeah. Cause it's shield, right? Yeah. You can't use it. There we go. Is it, is it battle ready? Like, is it like, could I use that community shield to then protect myself in a sword fight, uh, you know, against pirates or anything like that? I wonder. Okay, in the last two podcasts, that's <laughs> Rob's definitely under the influence line that come out. I, I really am not. I'm stone cold. I mean, I'm high on barbecue right now. That's about <laughs> it. Um, okay, no, but here's my question. What is the best shaped, what is the best kind of trophy? trophy. Is it like a Premier League trophy that's like a, cu- like a cup with handles on it? Is it a, is it like a platter type of thing? Is it a, is it like the, is it like a, sort of like the World Cup that's got like a, uh, something with a ball, like the shape of the ball yeah. that you play with in the sport. Like in the in in the NFL, the championship trophy is this giant silver football, uh, American football, like oblong football on a on a silver thing. It's all just one shape. So, what's the best shaped trophy? I what's don't like ones shape? which are like ball shape. Ball shape. I think they're just like a bit tacky. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't feel. I feel like that's <laughs> something you get when you're like a kid. Shape, <laughs> I know. I was like, that's strange. But anyway, that reminds yeah. me of something like you get in school or sort of get a like a big like lob of like silver ball <laughs> like I'm not into that at all um I think when you've got a trophy it's got to be a proper one with handles like you can Handle. pick up a prop do you know what I mean yeah you can't have none of these jog shapes and all that like a proper yeah. old school got the handles it's a cup do you know what I mean not like yeah, a cylinder yeah. that you hold not a metal ball not something that you're cradling <laughs> like a little baby. You exactly. want, you want, I want to raise this cup. Exactly. Obi, you don't like that either side. That's a cup. Do you know what I mean? you drink out of, so here's a question. The Premier League trophy or the, which is in the FA Cup, the FA Cup is like that. Cause I know on the signal, it's got the two handles and whatever. Yeah. Can you actually open that? Is there like a lid on it? So you yeah, can yeah. pour booze in there and drink out of it? Yeah, okay. you can't do that with your NFL balls, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. I can't believe uh, I've followed this sport for so long and not thought about my trophy hierarchy. This is probably yeah. the best question I've ever been asked on this show. But the, the this is probably a mailbag question that let that Les is going to be pissed <laughs> that I didn't say for him. But it's a it's a good question. And you've done it so close to your hard sixty deadline. That's your oh, issue. You know, it's <laughs> the correct answer. Hey. By the way, is the Europa League trophy. Um, I think that that that's probably my favourite, and that it, it's almost right. I'm going to get pictures of it. It's like a vase shape, isn't it? See, that's yeah. what I'm. No, it looks classy, but to me, that's just not. I don't know. I'm looking up the Europa same League. Ooh, it's sort of like a chalice that that uh, Europa yeah. League trophy. Yeah, it's like, pretty. It is very pretty. It's very it's ornate. But I just but don't think it has the same. The Farmers Cup. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I do. I'm kind of Hannah. Hannah really had me there. She, she, you know, really inspired me with her. Like I celebrated uh, then, you know, and I'm imagining this like giant cup trophy. That's the size of Hannah that she's just like lifting up like this. And you know, like, like, Oh man. Yeah. The champions league. I'd struggle. That would be like my like whole torso. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. We need to do some research on this about the best trophy because see, I think the Stanley cup in hockey, if Google that, we need a chance. That thing is, it is a tower and cups all stacked on top of each other. It's amazing. The Stanley cup is weird. I've just been looking at that now. Yeah. Just to try and find the, the, strangest trophy can't believe we've got to do another trophy show next week dude so just for those who don't know the stanley cup is every whenever you win this is the coolest part of it if you are on the team that wins the title in the national hockey league not only do you win the stanley cup you get your name at your name of every player etched from that team etched onto the cup for all eternity it's like that's cool that's pretty badass I like yeah. that, I and I like Toronto the fancy gloves holes in it as well, like oh. the white magician gloves holes in it and all that. Oh. I'm into that. 
but it's got good utility because you can lift it the way that Hannah's describing. You can, you know, yeah. kind of hold it in the air like a conquering hero, <laughs> and you can drink out of it. And believe me, hockey players absolutely drink out of it. There, uh, it's are there any important really cool. prizes that don't have a trophy? Like the Masters have got the green jacket. Do you get a trophy for winning the Olympics? The Olympics, you get a medal. Yeah. And I always felt like that was kind of it's, eh, it's almost not worth winning. Yeah, uh, the Olympics. Uh, you know, good deal. Okay, guys, we've we've now hit our hard sixty-one. Uh, this has been Auntie. Oh, yeah. Nearly you, a hard Mark, sixty-two. We're not going to have anything to talk about, and hopefully, someone's been writing now. What we talked about because I feel like it's been all over the place. But uh, yeah, Mark, thank you as always for joining. Hannah, thank you for joining. Uh, if you're hearing this, um, I, I want to remind you that we really didn't talk about anything that should be ruined too much by however Everton does tomorrow at Villa. Uh, so uh, hopefully you're, you're still going to enjoy this podcast, but we will have post-match uh, tomorrow. We'll have all the usual stuff. Uh, weekly comes out late this week. Um, again, these weird Thursday and Friday schedules are, are, are kind of messing with us. But uh, for Mark Mosey and Hannah Farrell, I'm Rob Vera. We'll see you guys again next week for more Kickabout. Take care. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. You need to stop being so hard on yourself. At Beachbody, we want you to judge yourself less and love yourself more. Find the workouts you love to do and the healthy foods you love to eat. Because when you love the way your workouts and food make you feel, you feel happy. You feel supported. That's called self-love. And it's awesome. Let Beachbody help you. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.